1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's
2: time for the Rutherford Report on
0: 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go from a team that is metaphorically ending its season just 10 games into a team that is actually ending its season uh after playing 80 games this is our time to catch up with jeremy rutherford blues insider for the athletic that is where you can find his work you can also follow him on twitter at JP Rutherford. we always appreciate him joining us here on the show jr how you doing today man
1: uh, better than you BK better than you. I, uh, I asked uh, Tanner off the air. I said, "Should I stand inside the rink so we can hear the pucks in the background? And he said, you might want to, to create some ambience and calm BK down
2: here. Hey, be careful, JR. The claws are officially out for this guy over here. He is ready to fight.
0: <laughs> the funny thing yeah. is I'm just excited to be right. When everybody else is wrong about the Cardinals and they oh, end up now being he's delusional, Jr. Expect. Like I, oh, I'm geez. just excited to be able to say, I told you so. That's going to be a really fun yeah. moment for me. JR. Now he's delusional.
1: Yeah. Hey, let me give you guys a little heads up before we start. I, uh, I'm i back trying the uh, intermittent fasting where I don't start eating till noon. And BK, when you schedule this thing at 1130, I'm a little bit worried that I might pass out during the interview here. Hey,
2: well, well you had to let him cook, Jr. because he was he was ranting don't, don't, and raving. You're talking about oh, cooking yeah. oh, to dark. a guy that's sorry, fasting. Really? Sorry, really? That's That's my beef. I'm sorry.
1: Hey, <laughs> guys.
0: All right, right, Jr. <laughs> <laughs> that, that. He hates us so much. That was the perfect perfect hey, way to react hey today. i'm gonna duck out here curbs uh call them curbs. did you just call them curbs? I them curbs it's because they were dad <laughs> jokes even hold it in They were uh, dad jokes Jar, what have we learned about the blues uh basically since the trade deadline about march 9th is where this thing really turned around after that arizona that horrendous arizona lost the, the offense has been really good if you just look at the traditional metrics what have we learned about this team over the last month of the season
1: I think a little bit, and I'll touch on a few of of them, but I think the big picture here is that this team didn't fold. And people are going to say, well, how can you give them credit for that? How can you give them credit for beating up on a bunch of non-playoff teams down the stretch? Uh, 11 wins since the trade deadline. And, And here's the thing. I've just seen so many times where these things just go completely south, and guys aren't performing, and you don't see the effort. And all of a sudden, the entire offseason is spent about uh, whether the coach is coming back and, and then slowing up the entire roster. And so I think, regardless of who they beat, the situation that they were in, trading their captain, trading the fifth time, fifth best leading scorer of all time, uh, I think that they put themselves in a position where they needed to play with some pride, and they did that. So that's, that, for me, is the big picture. And then you start to look at some of the little things. Uh, I think that uh, the offense, it was there. If you look at the goal scoring and and Kapanen and Verona came in and really helped that Sammy Blay really helped that. But as you guys have pointed out on the show, and as I wrote about this morning, you're talking about a rise in the shooting percentage at 12% since the trade deadline. And is that sustainable? Because they aren't getting a lot of shots. They aren't creating a lot, uh, but they're scoring a lot. And that's because of that, that shooting percentage. So, you know, I think that's something that we've learned uh, that we need to look forward to next year. Can they keep that up? Can they create more chances? Uh, but I think uh, as you look back at this season, defensively is where the conversation needs to be. And I think that's what everybody's going to talk about this off season: is what can Doug Armstrong do with that top four, if anything, in terms of moving somebody out and starting next September in training camp with a different look in that group. JR, no
2: question, it's it's been an underwhelming season. Do, do the Blues have the correct leadership core in place going into next year?
1: Yeah, it's tough. I think any time you're going to go through one of these, uh, you're going to have to lean on guys, and they have leaned on Braden Shen and Justin Falk, and I think that, uh, as I pointed out in the article, I think those two guys have answered the bell. Craig Bruby pulled the leaders in and said, hey, this is what we need, and I think those have been two of the better players down the stretch with uh, Shen and Falk. So they're going to have to name a captain, and I think it's going to come down to uh, either Braden Shen, who seems like the obvious choice, but I think Shen is one of those types of guys who can be a strong, strong leader, as he has been, with the A on his sweater, if they decide to go to Robert Thomas and just say, "Okay, he's going to be the guy of the future," let's put it on him now. And Channel still leads, so you know I think you probably still have some questions about the leadership. Uh, but I think that uh, there are some guys in place, including uh, a Robert Thomas, who can step up and be those types of people and, and guide them through this uh, this next couple of years.
0: JR, I did want to ask you, one of your colleagues wrote a piece earlier today. I'm not sure if you've had the time to read it yet, but Joe Smith wrote about the Frozen Four and the players that are participating in that. And as we look kind of to the future with the offseason approaching quickly, he wrote about Jimmy Snuggerud. And one of the scouts that was talking to him said that he's got a bomb of a shot. The way he shoots the puck, the only person that he reminds me of is Brett Hull. (laughs) Uh,
2: I thought I was the bad one that put the comps on these guys.
1: Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. First of all, I'm just glad uh, glad this question didn't start out one of your colleagues, Dom, uh, because usually the (laughs) the direction of the conversation doesn't go very well. We all was
0: right this year, so we don't talk about Uh, him We don't bring (laughs) up his name on this show.
1: He was right. We're not bringing that up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did read the piece with uh, with Joe Smith in terms of uh, the Frozen Four, and he did have the scout. And as soon as I got to that sentence, guys, when I was reading that, I go, "Uh oh, here we go." So, uh, yeah, I've known uh, I've known for a while what people think about his shot. You know, I've seen it. Uh, I went up to Minnesota; the campus this shared, watched the practice. Uh, he didn't practice that particular day, but all his teammates raving about that shot. Uh, and then when you see an anonymous scout relay it uh, as uh, something he saw with Brett Hall all those years. I think that's what people are going to catch on to, I'm, I'm sure. But look, he's got to come and prove it. And I don't think we're going to see him next season. Sounds like he's going to go back to uh, Minnesota conversations I've had. Sounds like Logan Cooley, his teammate, the third round, a third overall pick from a couple years ago is going to stay too. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, it's going to be a couple years before we see Jimmy Snuggerud except for the development camps. And, you know, in the meantime, we're just going to hear about this shot. But uh, I don't know that I'd put it in the bread Hall category because we saw how electric that was for years and years and years. But I do think that in talking to people uh, who see Snuggerood on a daily basis, guys, that uh, it's just different. It just, it finds its spot and he can get it off from anywhere. They say that however he's positioned on the ice, if the puck comes to him. He can get that shot off.
2: So, Jr. speaking of the offseason, and I know there's still two games to go in a while before you even get into that conversation, but somebody brought up the question yesterday for us on in or out and said, in or out, Ryan O'Reilly is back with the Blues, and I said I, I said out, and I said, I think it's more likely that an Oscar Sunquist or a Ryan Reeves are a part of this team next season than Ryan O'Reilly, mostly because they add a little bit more of an element that this Blues team doesn't have in terms of grit on the ice and a little bit of energy off the
1: ice yeah I think I think I would be out and that doesn't mean that there's not a chance I think there is a chance when Ryan O'Reilly's traded to Toronto I talked to some people and they said St. Louis would be number one on his list in terms of where he could sign in the offseason who knows what changes between that day and and come free agency Uh, but here's why I would be out I think I think you had a situation where you moved on from him and you're going through this retool and you got a little bit of a different style of play you've seen kind of an uptick in the numbers you like what you're getting from some of these guys that you've brought in, and, and you want to kind of hand things off even more so to Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. I, you know, as much as I like Ryan O'Reilly, I think you bring him back. He does everything right. Uh, you can't find a better leader, I don't think, but you got a situation where it's just a different style and it's slower, and I do think that when you look at the Blues roster early on the season, you trot out a line that wanted to dump it in low and grind it and cycle it around, and then you'd have the other guys come out and up and down the ice, and it just seemed too much of a contrast uh, for me in terms of what the Blues' identity would be. So, you know, I don't want to say, like, the perfect you know, cutoff point with Ryan O'Reilly, but I think that's what happened. The, the contract ran out. They, they made an incredible deal with Toronto. He's moved on, and I think the Blues are going in a different direction. Now, having said all that, uh, we should probably see the press release on July 1st that Ryan O'Reilly is coming back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jr. that's how it works when I yeah, say I things say, like that. Not for you. <laughs> J.K.O. is not a thing. JR, appreciate the time <laughs> as always, man. Enjoy yourself covering these last couple of games of the season. Last home game tonight. We'll be tomorrow, give our, night, uh, tomorrow night. We'll give our listeners a chance to win a pair of tickets to that later on in the show today. Uh, thanks for hopping on to the show, JR. Appreciate you. All
1: right, calm down here. 152 left, all right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, JR. That's right, Jeremy Rutherford by. on the show as he is each and every Tuesday.